Slava Isisagastu. Slava Navika. Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory be forever. This is Father Basil again. And I hope everyone is enjoying their day wherever they're listening from today. And of course, where we live here in Saskatchewan, it's a winter, snow, cold, ice, everything you can imagine. That's winter in Canada. So today, um, just want to reflect upon a few things. Um, you know, uh, there is, of course, things happening in this world that we always wonder, you know, why does God allow things to happen like war in Ukraine? You know, COVID is making many people sick. There is political unrest in so many parts of this world. There is, you know, violence, disagreements between peoples. You know, there's uh, so many things happening around us. And we wonder, well, why can't God change things? Why can't God make things better? Why can't God just, you know, make the bad things go away? Well, a few things that we have to think about here. God made the world perfect. Nothing that God made is imperfect. But since sin came into the world, and basically sin means that we are not doing the will of God. Anytime we are not doing the will of God, we are committing evil. We are committing sin. So when sin entered the world, when our disobedience towards God caused us to be separated from God, this is when all this craziness in the world started. And God gives us free will and free choice to make decisions that are either pleasing to God or not pleasing to God. So, you know, wars are not started by God. Wars are started by people's actions. People make bad decisions. People make evil decisions. People make decisions that are unholy, that are displeasing to God. So, if you look at the Old Testament, uh, the Bible, there were wars right from the beginning of, you know, of created history of, of the mankind. And those wars, you know, the, the Israelites had many wars when they had to, when they, um, uh, journeyed from Egypt to the promised land, 
which of course is now Israel. And they fought through many different wars during that time. And God promised the chosen people, the Israelites, that land of Canaan, the land of Israel, because even though um, the Israelites were not always faithful to God, even though the Israelites sinned against God, they still were the most obedient over the history of the world towards God's will for them. And, you know, God chose the Israelites to be the promised, the, the people of the promise, right from Abraham, the promise that, G, that God gave to Abraham. If you look in the Old Testament, that God promised Abraham many, many descendants, descendants as numerous as the sands on a beach, basically. And all those Israelites, the Jewish nation, were descended from Abraham. And, um, you know, this promised land that God promised to the Israelites, um, you know, they, they had to fight to, towards that promised land, to get to that promised land. And again, um, if, but, the, but we have to remember that God also, um, uh, you know, uh, let the Israelites see that when they did not turn to God, when they did not listen or be obedient to God, the Israelites also were punished. They were, you know, uh, bad things happened to them. They were conquered by other nations. Their temple was destroyed. They were put into captivity into Babylon. They were, um, they were, um, you know, <laughs> many, many horrible things happened to them. But again, if we make bad decisions in life, if we sin, if we, you know, do not be obedient to God's word, oftentimes we are going to have bad consequences. And again, it's not God that um, tells another nation to punish us. It's, it's not God who, you know, wants us to die, wants us to be massacred, wants us to be, um, you know, have hard situations 
to deal with in our life. That's not who God is. God is a loving God. God is a merciful God. But God um, wants us to learn to go to him at all times. God wants us to be faithful at all times. And when we are not faithful to him, when we are not uh, doing things that are pleasing to God, well, then bad things are going to happen to us. It, it, it's, it's, if you see this in the Bible all the time, we have to learn from that, you know. And uh, again, war, disease, suffering, all those things come into the world because of our evil intentions, because of our uh, disobedience to God, you know, because of our uh, just not being able to live a life of holiness. But again, we don't, we, we have to look at suffering in a different light than the rest of the world. You know, we, everyone in this world suffers in some degree because of our own personal sin. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is as holy as we think we should be. You know, and, and this is, this is where humility is very, is very important for us. We suffer because of our own personal choices we make. We suffer because of our own sinfulness. And because of our own choices, our children suffer as well. Our children suffer because of our own sinfulness. Because of our own displeasing God. And, but, but we have to remember that God is still merciful to us. And He's not going to allow this suffering to be forever. You know, this suffering doesn't last forever that we have in this world. Eventually, when we turn back to God, eventually when we become faithful and please God in our actions and please God in our works and please God in our intentions towards him, you know, the suffering stops. And that means we are ready for the heavenly kingdom. And uh, you might have heard this term um, that, uh, that that's the, the suffering that we undertake in this world is purifying to us. So, you know, again, I'm not going to say that we deserve all the suffering we get in this world. 
you know, and again, when we say that we deserve suffering, we're saying that God is some kind of, uh, you know, uh, supreme being that takes joy in making us suffer. And that's totally not true. God never, ever takes joy out of our suffering because that's not the kind of God that we know God is. God is not someone who enjoys our suffering. Indeed, God, the Father, sent his only begotten Son into this world to take away our suffering and sins, to put all this suffering onto the cross. Jesus took all our sins away from us so that we have a chance to get to heaven, that we have a chance to become, uh, to be with the angels and saints forever and ever. But again, even though that is a historical event, even though Jesus died on the cross for us and rose again and is now in heaven and sent his Holy Spirit upon us to guide us to live a good life. We still sin. We still haven't learned from our mistakes in history. We still haven't learned how to be loving to one another. We still haven't learned in this world how not to be greedy, how to be merciful to one another. We haven't learned that yet. So, so even though Jesus died for us, even though Jesus took all our sins away, we sin again and again and again. Our sinfulness, this seems like it never ends. You know, we, we, we think that we, there's no consequences for our actions. We often live our life thinking that we can do whatever we want, that there's no consequences for what we do. But, my dear friends, there are consequences for everything we do in life. Every single decision we make has consequences, you know? So don't think that we can just get away from sinning, with sinning, you know, that we can just live our life without God, live our life the way we want to, and there will be no consequences whatsoever. There are going to be consequences, always will be. And again, we have to learn from history. Learn from the Israelites in the Bible. Every time they offended God, every time they turned away from God, there was major consequences on them. They suffered terribly. They, they were, they were, you know, conquered by other countries. They were, a temple was destroyed. They were put into, uh, you know, they, they were taken prisoner. 
They were, you know, held in captivity in Babylon. So there was major consequences every time the Israelites disobeyed God. And, you know, in our world today, I'm just going to mention a couple things here. You know, the, the, the countries of this world who think that they are um, safe, that nothing can ever happen to them, that because, you know, um, they have these nuclear weapons, they have huge armies, they have, um, you know, all these advanced technologies now, and, and and many countries in the world think, well, nothing will ever happen to us. Nothing will ever destroy us because we are protected from all enemies. We have so many weapons. Guess what? If you look at history, every empire eventually uh, was destroyed. The Roman Empire was destroyed. The Greek Empire, the Egyptian Empire, the Persian Empire, Ottoman Empire. And even in modern history, even in modern history, we've had empires who were did not last because once you turn away from God, once you live a life outside of holiness, once you corrupt yourselves within your own country, you're not going to last. You know? And and it's 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 usually the case where empires were not necessarily destroyed from the outside. They were destroyed internally from internal corruption, from internal, uh, you know, uh, well, not necessarily civil war, although in many cases there was civil war, but mostly because of them not being faithful to God. So, this is a big warning to all these nations in the world who think that they can get away from not serving God. And whatever anyone thinks of um, the countries in this world, the politics, uh, you know, we, uh, there are, there, no, no country is perfect, of course. No country has total, um, commitment to God. Because we know that this world has lots of evil in it. We know that this world has a lot of, um, you know, temptations. That, that the world has that uh, makes it, 
makes it unholy, right? But again, I, I don't want to get into too much politics today, even though it's kind of enjoyable to talk about politics once in a while and cultures. But those countries in today's world mm-hmm. who are not um, faithful to God, those countries in the world who are totally atheistic, who are totally godless, well, all you have to do is look at history. All you have to do is look at what happens to the Romans, what happens to the Greek Empire, what happened to the Egyptian Empire, what happened to all these empires that turned away from God. And we know what happened to them. They did not last. So if any country in this world thinks that they can live without God, if any country in this world thinks that they can survive for thousands of years without, or even hundreds of years, you know, um, without God, um, without serving God, they are mistaken. That's pretty much all I want to say about that. And we know which countries in the world are not serving God. We know which countries in the world are atheistic, are pagan, are um, just don't have that mentality to serve others, to to be Christ-like to everyone in this world. We know which cultures and countries do not have God in them. And I think this is a big warning to our Western countries. You know, um, we know from history, Western Europe, uh, East and even Eastern Europe, um, where Christianity and even Judaism and where even Islam, which again, I'll have to do another talk about that, the Muslim countries, you know, for the most part, those that serve the one true God, those religions are, you know, are called Abrahamic, they, they derive from Abraham in the Bible, the Jewish religion, the Christian religion, and the Islamic religion. They all derive from Abraham in the Bible. And for the most part, um, you know, those who are countries that, uh, especially our Christian countries now in the last, you know, ever since uh, Christianity became a major power in the world, 
uh, Christian countries to, 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 uh, spread the gospel and, uh, even, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to basically live out the gospel message. As long as those countries were serving God, usually they were pretty successful. You know, we could think of the Holy, uh, Roman Empire, uh, you know, the, uh, Eastern Roman Empire with Constantinople. We could think of all those countries of European countries, uh, that where Christianity was the main religion. And now in our century, think about which countries in the world are most Christian, which countries in the world have you know, are serving, are living out God's commandments, are living out, you know, what the, the, you know, serving God in many ways. Now, again, there is no country in this world that is serving God totally. No, because uh, there is so much evil in this world. But we can think, okay, I'll just give an example. So our Western European countries, who are mostly still Christian, and North American and South American countries that are mostly Christian. Okay? Now, we know that the USA is the biggest superpower in the world right now. And for the most part are still considered Christian. So I think, again, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I think that as long as the United States of America holds on to Christian values, I think that as long as the United States of America serves God, uh, again, uh, there's no, they're not going to serve God um, completely because there's no country that ever does so. You see how um, they are, they are still, you know, we, we, we consider the United States of America still very strong in this in this world but as soon as immorality comes in as soon as the people of a particular country start becoming paganistic start becoming anti-christian start becoming anti-god well you'll see where the problems are going to come. So, <laughs> pray for democracy, of course. We want to pray for all the democratic countries in our world. We want to pray that people have freedoms, that people have um, are, are free to 
worship God, free to serve God in every single way. And uh, again, whatever anyone thinks of the United States of America, um, they are still uh, the uh, pinnacle of you know a country that still, for the most part, uh, has its values focused on Christian values. But again, is that going to last forever? You know, the more that um, uh, uh, politicians in any country start putting in laws that are against the church, the more that politicians in any country start persecuting Christian and Catholic values, then big trouble happens. And we can only hope and pray that the United States of America continues to hold on for the most part to God's values, to protecting the weak, to serving the poor, to, you know, uh, helping people of the world instead of harming them. And, and I know some of you listening might say, well, why is America so involved in wars everywhere? And again, I'm not going to get into every political situation that's happening. That's not my goal here. Or maybe I will talk about that in other podcasts. But again, I just want you to remember from history, those civilizations, those countries, those uh, empires who did not serve God, who were against God, who became anti-God, eventually were destroyed, eventually fell to other countries. So, again, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not, I'm not gonna know what's gonna happen in our world in the future. All I know is that countries that are godly, countries that are, um, you know, uh, trying to keep the Christian commandments, trying to keep the way of life of, of the way God wants us to live um, are mostly um, yeah, for now are still strong, right? But those countries in the world that do not have godly values, who do not have 
values to serve God and to serve one another, well, what's going to happen to them? I guess time is will tell, right? But again, look at the past. Look at what's happened in the past to predict the future. That's all I'm saying to you today. The more that a country becomes evil, the more that a country enacts evil laws that are against Christianity, that are against, um, that are against uh, God's will, that are against the commandments, well, eventually that country is going to not last. And that's right from history. So, I've talked a lot here today. I know this is probably a lot different than my other podcasts have ever been, but it's okay. I have a lot in my head. I have a lot of information I like to um, share with people. And all we can do is pray. Pray for our world every day. Pray for the conversion of hearts, you know. Uh, last, uh, remember it was, I think it was last February, if I'm not mistaken, or sometime, or was it last May? Remember we had that prayer for the conversion of Russia and Ukraine, right? And, you know, prayer works. Prayer works if we really believe. You know, uh, Ukraine is holding its own in this war more than anyone ever thought they would. Ukraine is, you know, uh, many people thought Ukraine would be destroyed by now, by Russia. But I believe mm-hmm. that there is a reason Ukraine has not been overtaken by Russia yet. And that is faith the faith in the Ukrainian people, their prayer, their, um, their, 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 their Christi, their, their Christian nation, you know, their understanding that when they serve God, good things will happen to them. And when they reject God, not good things will happen to them. So I believe prayer is very important to all of us. Prayer is very, very important. So those nations that are godly, those nations that are, um, that are, you know, having their, um, laws enacted that are true to God's word to us. Those are the nations, I believe, that will be strong. Those nations that do not serve God, those nations that are paganistic, 
will probably not last as long. And that's right from the world history if you study it. All right? Let us pray for this world. Let us pray for the people of Ukraine. Let us pray that the Christian nations in this world that are not run by atheistic, communist dictators, that they protect Christianity, that they protect our moral values, that they protect God's will in this world. I've said a lot, a lot to think about. I'll be talking a lot more about these things in the future. God bless you. Have a great night.